This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's look at the report that was released today. It says uh, Shonisani Litole, a businessman that was admitted to Tembisa Hospital east of Johannesburg with breathing difficulties last year, died before receiving his results, which showed that he had tested positive for COVID-19. Now, Litole used Twitter to just days before his death to reach out to Health Minister Zulim Kiza, saying he was being starved and pleaded for help. Help. The health ombudsman has looked into the care of the businessman and found that um, there was substandard uh, uh, care there and there was uh, negligence. So we're looking at this issue. We're speaking to Professor Malakapuru Mahoba, who is the health ombudsman. Prof, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Uh, good evening and thank you for the opportunity and to your listeners in uh, the Capricorn, is it Capricorn District? Well, it's uh, Capricorn FM. There's a district here called Capricorn District, yes, which we've found in. <laughs> yes, okay. but we're in, generally in Pulukwan, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so we I cover... I come from that part. I come from that part of the world. Anyway. Oh, you come from this part of the world? I come from Laskuku in Skinot, yeah. We should have a conversation about that. I should make an appointment next week or the week after that and we talk about <laughs> that little part. I don't know. Do, okay. do, do let right. me know. We will, I'll set it up and then we can talk about that part. Okay. Uh, and right. thank yeah. you very much, uh, Prof, uh, for sharing that with us. Now, the, the other thing, of course, for tonight, wanted to ask about your findings in, in, in this investigation. What are the key findings? Well, the key findings was that uh, Mr. Litole was not offered any meals for over 100 hours mm. uh, out of a total stay of 154 hours at Tembisa Hospital, which constitutes 65.6% of his time in that hospital, he was not offered uh, a meal, a proper meal. Mm. Uh, and the second finding was that his, uh, his medical care was really very substandard and very often quite negligent in many aspects. And maybe the one that I can uh, cite here is the fact that he arrived on the 23rd of uh, June and it wasn't until the 26th of uh, June that he was first seen by a certified uh, registered medical practitioner. Mm. Now, you can't have a very sick patient like that and uh, keep them for three days and he hasn't been seen by a doctor to be assessed and so forth. The third major findings really dealt with the clinical records of uh, Mr. Letole. They were described by many, and uh, I found that they were defective, and uh, they were really, <laughs> I mean, they had many missing uh, notes. Mm. For example, the doctor's notes of the 23rd, 24th, 25th, uh, 28th, uh, 29th, mm. they were all missing. Mm. And uh, you don't expect that from a tertiary uh, health uh, tertiary hospital in mm. our country. I think you expect better than that. Yeah. And um, uh, so, so that really uh, was a, a, a grossly uh, bad thing to have. Mm. The final and fa- f- uh, important thing was the fact that the most important uh, tests that were done on his arrival on the 23rd, which included chest X-rays and blood and uh, and so forth were so abnormal uh, that if they had been seen by uh, an ordinary doctor, mm. I think uh, the agency, the severity, and the cost of treatment 
might have been very different uh, to lead to a different outcome. Mm. Those are really the four broad uh, categories of findings that I make. Yeah. And you, you say that his death certificate was also falsified. Yes. He died on the 29th, mm. but uh, he couldn't be certified on the 29th. So the doctor who comes to certify him it comes on the 30th in the morning. Mm. And what does she try to write on the death certificate? That she certified him on the 29th. Mm. Now, that cannot be correct. Mm. Uh, and at that stage, the body has become stiff because it's almost like 10 hours after his death. Mm. Uh, but still, she has the audacity to 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 write that uh, she certified him because he died on the 29th. Mm. Even if you do it uh, four or five days, you can still write the the date of his death as the day you certified him. I mean that is uh, that is not acceptable in medicine. You are supposed to have done that two hours after his death, or almost. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 then which is perhaps a very key finding as well, you found that his death was avoidable and preventable. Yes, because he was a, he was only 34 years old. He was a very fit young man. He had no comorbidities. And uh, really, he, you know, he started feeling unwell on the, on the 21st. Mm. And he sought medical attention from that time on. Mm. So it's not like it's somebody who, you know, who denied that he was not well. Mm. He, he looked around, but... Uh, I think the system and uh, maybe the people who were seeing him uh, largely failed him. Mm. Uh, but I think the biggest failure came at Tembisa Hospital. Because remember that uh, he was just going to clinics uh, to see a GP. Mm. At, the, at the tertiary hospital, you are seen by consultants who are supposed to be a little bit more knowledgeable, a little bit more experienced, and a little bit more you know, focused on what needs to be done. Mm. And unfortunately, that didn't happen at Tembisa Hospital. And, and therefore, what do you recommend, Prof, at the end? Well, uh, there are a number of things that I recommended. I think I made 11 recommendations, but I focused on three today. And the, the first one was really that I did feel that um, having looked at the hospital and interrogated and conducted about 113 interviews covering close to 5,000 hours over that time, I felt that it was necessary for the Gauteng Department of Health to appoint really a forensic audit uh, mm. firm mm. to look into really the competence and uh, fitness for purpose for, of the leadership and the management structure of the hospital. Right. Uh, we're still talking with the health ombudsman. Uh, Prof, your, the, the, the other two, you had already mentioned one of uh, the, the, the three main recommendations that you'll, you'll talk about. Yeah, the, the other two was that I felt that uh, they should institute a disciplinary uh, uh, process against the CEO. Mm. And uh, they should also institute a, a disciplinary uh, uh, processes against 19 other staff members ranging from from doctors to nurses to kitchen staff that were part of this whole uh, debacle, if I may call it, yeah. Mm. Because, Prof, do you find, and, and this perhaps becomes an eye-opener for us, that it was a breakdown in the systems? Whether, yeah. yeah and, and whether the systems are there, it's just that the people that are there do not follow the systems that are being implemented, or in other cases, you don't even know whether there are proper systems that are being followed. Well, the system of national health is made of people. Mm. It's not made of uh, things that don't speak. Yeah. You know, uh, 
And I think we must address this people's issue in this system because, you know, we address the policy issues in the system and the policies of our country are as best as you'd ever get them anywhere in the world. Mm. We've got beautiful policies, well-written, well-debated. We have an infrastructure. I wouldn't say it is a, a terrible infrastructure. It is obviously buckling down under the you know the load and burden of disease but nevertheless i think the infrastructure is reasonable the biggest problem is the people that uh, populate this uh, system we have to we, we have to change that part of the equation drastically mm, mm, mm. yeah all right thank you very much prof appreciate your time okay thank you all the best and yep. thank you for the opportunity bye bye That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.